Welcome to my podcast and thanks for listening. In 2016, Helsinki's Tourist Board, along with a startup company, created a slogan in order to welcome participants to a certain festival. The slogan went like this, Nobody in their right mind would come to Helsinki in November. Except you, you badass. Welcome. Well, if we had not already decided to travel through Scandinavia in November, that catchy slogan would have me jumping on a plane. So here we are, in Helsinki, in November 2023. This episode is entitled, Helsinki, Your One Smart, Cool and Good-Looking Date. Helsinki has been known as the Daughter of the Baltic or Pearl of the Baltic, and over the past decade it's been named as one of the great places in the world, one of the most livable cities, and one of the friendliest. They're not wrong. I love it here. Now, I'm not going to get into politics or financial structure or social welfare programs because I'm not that knowledgeable, and those are contentious issues. But I can say Helsinki presented itself as very clean, organized, prosperous, civil, stylish, healthy, physically fit, and confident. It has one of the highest standards of urban living in the world. The finisher consistently rated the happiest in the world, although contented might be a more appropriate word. It apparently has something to do with all the factors combined, healthcare, education, human rights, democracy, volunteerism, trust, working together, and freedom. And I know, of course, every society has its issues, and Finland is no exception. But Helsinki does seem to have a worldview or vibe that contributes to feelings of satisfaction. Helsinki is the capital and largest city in Finland with about 664,000 people in the city and about 1.5 million in the urban area. It has a history dating to the first settlers in 5000 BC and as with most European cities has a lengthy story that you might want to research. It's now Finland's center for politics, education, finance, and culture. And the majority of Finland's largest companies have their main offices here. We arrived in Finland by plane after 10 long hours of flying at the Helsinki Vanta Airport, or the Fligplatsen, which is such a great word. From there, either the I or P train takes you to Helsinki's central station for just over four euros so easy by the way you'll love those birds chirping non-stop in the airport bathrooms it's a tape of course as usual we stayed in a small hotel within blocks of the central station which made for easy access to anywhere in the city like the majority of helsinki residents we walked everywhere but did occasionally take the easily navigable 11-line tram system to cut back on time. Riding the trams is the main form of transportation, next to walking, in Helsinki. Car use is really not necessary. We often remarked, everything is so close. And we just love seeing the younger youths hopping on and off the trains as their normal routine, or groups of small children going on school field trips and the trams are immaculate and prompt. We even rode at random one day when we had a couple of hours left on our 24-hour pass. It's really hard to get lost in Helsinki. 
Two points of reference are the Senate Square, just to the east of the Central Station, and the Esplanade, a long, lovely, narrow park that runs west to east, just a couple of blocks south of Central Station. If you know where these are, you can't get lost. We were impressed with what Helsinki has to offer. It's a combination of history and cutting-edge design. Ornate buildings are combined with Art Nouveau, my favorite, and with brand new contemporary structures. Interestingly, several movies were shot here using neoclassical buildings to replicate a Russian city before filmmakers were able to shoot films in Russia. Do you remember the Kremlin Letter from 1970 or Reds from 1981 or Gorky Park from 1983? There are so many reasons to visit Helsinki. I'm going to start with one of my favorite experiences. You could go for the libraries. Finland is one of the countries in the world with the most libraries and Helsinki has some 40 of them. Many traditional, but one in particular that is state of the art. The National Library on Senate Square is a building of beauty and worth a visit. It's Finland's largest research library with a collection containing over 3 million books beginning from the year 1488. The building dates to the early 1800s. The high, ornate and beautiful rotunda was built in 1906. It's a traditional library for sure. But it's the central library of Helsinki where I could spend my days. The Oud, as it is known, opened in 2018 and immediately became world known for its design and purpose. Oud means a lyrical poem. And the museum sits across from the Parliament House as a sign that it promotes equality. The museum has four core values for everyone. Equality, respect, comfort, and promise of safety. Now, do you remember the old days when you were forbidden to eat or drink or loiter in the library? Not here. All of that is actually encouraged. There are cafes, live trees, funky seating arrangements, and areas for persons with sensory issues. The first floor is a meeting space with games and hangout areas, especially for teenagers. The second floor is an amazing design space with areas for any type of designing, arts, crafts, technology, printing, movie production, music. And the third floor is a reading area. And we just love the robot delivering books. This is truly a magical space and a symbol of Finland's values. Everything is free. Or you could go to Helsinki for the churches. If you like European churches, Helsinki has its share, most of them dotting the skyline as frames of reference. It's a real debate as to which is the most beautiful. The magnificent neoclassical Lutheran Helsinki Cathedral is the centerpiece of the city, white domes standing high on Senate Square. The equally beautiful green domes of the Greek Orthodox Uspensky Cathedral stand not far to the east and the tall granite Lutheran Kalia Church, simple inside but known for its acoustics and organ music, rises up to the north. Some other churches worth searching out are St. John's, a Lutheran church which is the largest stone church in Finland, or Tulo Church, a pink brick Lutheran church completed in 1930, 
or the Mikhail Agrilo, a Lutheran church from the early 1930s with a spiked top that is 30 meters high. We'd seen a television program about the Lutheran Tempeliacio Church, or Rock Church, as it is known due to being built into a huge rock in 1969. We went to the church hoping to view the interior, which is known for acoustics and for the stone walls and domed roof lined with copper, but were surprised by the steep admission price and chose not to enter. We had to be satisfied with a window snapshot. It's worth checking out. And finally, to do with churches. A popular respite in Helsinki is the Chapel of Silence, or Campy Chapel, just west of the central station. This little church was opened in 2012 and won an award for contemporary architecture. It's spherical in shape. The outside is made of lovely spruce. The inside is made of beautiful alder molded into shape and the inside doors are made of ash. And this little chapel welcomes everyone, regardless of beliefs or denomination, and is a place of calm and silence in the city. It's worth a pause. Unfortunately, no inside pictures are allowed. Or you might like a museum trip. Helsinki has over 80 museums, ranging from small to extravagant, with something for everyone, as they will tell you. The most popular are the Siriseri Island Open Air Museum, the Athenium Art Museum, the National Museum of Finland, Amos Rex Art Museum, and the Design Museum, but the list goes on. We didn't attend any, but it will be a great activity for a cold, rainy day. Maybe you'll go for a concert. Helsinki has several theaters and music halls, the most notable is probably the Music Tallow built in 2011, state-of-the-art and seating 1,700 people. We were able to peek in one noon just when a concert was ending. And we attended a jazz concert by well-known musician Ron Carter at the Savoy Theatre. And I noticed that Bruce Springsteen is playing in 2024 at the Olympic Stadium. Hmm. But if libraries and churches and museums and music halls are not your interest, you could travel to Helsinki purely for the shopping. This city has lots of style and pride of appearance. And Helsinki's known for design and clothing's no exception. The streets are dotted with small independent fashion stores and the downtown has competing department stores or shopping malls on every block but the most famous is Stockman's, dating to 1862. It's Northern Europe's largest department store with 50,000 square meters of selling space, over about 10 floors. And if you can't find what you're looking for here, you might not find it anywhere. It's a good place to visit, even if you just wander through like we did, or you can stay the day, it has everything you need. Or you could travel to Helsinki for the parks and neighborhoods. It's said that about one-third of Helsinki is covered in parks and green space management is a priority. As mentioned, the Esplanade Park runs west to east, just south of Central Station. The university's large botanical garden lies directly east of the station. And we visited several well-known parks. The Tautatornamaki or Observatory hill south of Central Station, 
the large and one of the oldest parks situated in a very nice neighborhood containing several ambassadors of foreign countries, Cavo Puisto Park on the south shore, and the large Lapinlotti Park with the beautiful Haitanimi Cemetery west of Central Station. And there's a beautiful walking path around Tulanlati Lake that takes you by the Central Library, the Parliament House, the National Museum, the Music Hall, and the Opera House. The popular Sibelius Park and statue were closed when we visited. But there are smaller parks and green squares everywhere you turn. You might go to Helsinki just to walk around the neighborhoods. All of the neighborhoods we visited were clean and spotless and colorful. One of the loveliest areas is Katianoka, easy walking distance from downtown and just behind the Uspensky Cathedral. This is a refurbished port area with beautiful Art Nouveau buildings and cafes. It was interesting to see the huge and rugged Arctic icebreaker boats docked on the northern side. And there's a walking path on the coast all around the area. Now we didn't come to Helsinki for the food, but Helsinki does have a long food history since 1862 when the first pubs and inns became popular. Now there's any manner of restaurant. And being a port city, fish is popular everywhere, especially salmon in any form, thankfully that's my favorite, including a delicious smoked salmon tomato lasagna. And there are many ethnic restaurants, especially Asian influenced. The breakfast in our hotel was top quality, and we were informed that the hotel prides itself on fresh ingredients with options for any desire, allergy, or food intolerance. There are three main food halls in Helsinki. The Old Market Hall, Hakanaimi Food Market, and Haidlati Food Market. And of course, supermarkets are readily available, but if you want a more authentic and traditional experience, try a food hall. The Old Market Hall and Hakanaimi Food Market were quite different from each other, but each stellar. The Old Market Hall and Market Square in the city centre, east of Central Station, attracts tourists from incoming cruise ships and ferries, but it's also traditional with numerous food stalls and many varieties of fish. You might also get to sample reindeer jerky or bear or moose pâté. The Hakanaimi Food Market, though, was our favourite. It's just north of the downtown and is considered the most authentic where the locals shop and eat. It was built in 1914, but refurbished between 2018 and 2022. We enjoyed the best salmon soup, and we even sampled spruce tree jam. The Haitalati Food Market, southwest of Central Station, attracts pop-up food booths, many of them ethnic, and also shops, and was almost empty when we visited, but is apparently busier in the summer with outside stalls. By the way, did you know that Finland consumes more coffee per capita than anywhere else in the world? It might have something to do with the five hours of light in midwinter and the gloomy skies. Coffee shops are everywhere. And as for any food in Helsinki, you'll probably be paying at least one and a half times what we pay for a cup and a snack. You might visit Helsinki to go island hopping. One very interesting fact about Helsinki is that is that it sits on an archipelago 
which, as I said, means there are about 330 islands in the area. And from the shore, you can see them dotting the water in the near distance, and you can visit many of them by ferry. They combine nature with homes and restaurants called urban nature. And one of the most popular island visits is the UNESCO Sumanlina Sea Fortress, which you can access with your public transportation ticket. Being a port city, Helsinki is really a gateway to many other amazing places. You can catch a ferry to other parts of Finland, to Sweden, to Estonia, to Latvia, to Poland or to Germany. And one very popular day trip by a short half-hour ferry ride is to Tallinn, Estonia, a beautiful city with a well-preserved old town. We spent a few days there several years ago and I can tell you it's well worth the trip. Now, a couple of years ago, you could catch a ferry to St. Petersburg, Russia, stay for 72 hours and return without a Russian visa, which some of my family tell me was an amazing opportunity. Yes, I remain envious. But for obvious reasons, it appears that ferry is no longer running. There might be other ways to get to St. Petersburg from Helsinki, but check with your own government as to current travel restrictions. I'll give you a couple of final tips about traveling to Helsinki. The currency is the euro, but they're really phasing away from bills and coins, so make sure your credit card taps anywhere. Also, don't worry at all about language. Everyone is fluent in English, and I don't mean tourist English, but full-fledged fluency in English, and most also speak Swedish. And yes, Helsinki is more expensive than we're accustomed, But you can be a savvy traveler and save money by eating heartily at the hotel breakfast and using the local supermarket for lunch food and the delicatessen for takeaway dinner. And that's where we found the amazing smoked salmon tomato lasagna. Oh yeah, and that weather in November. Well, the harshness really depends on where you come from. If you're from North America, you might say, you call this weather? as Helsinki does not generally receive the blood-curdling cold and mounds of snow that we receive. But that cold rain and wind off the water can be vicious. Waterproof jackets, shoes, and pants are in fashion here. And those little kids are so cute in their waterproof onesies. And if you do carry an umbrella, get a good one. Suffice it to say, there's a broken umbrella stuffed in a garbage can somewhere on the docks in Helsinki as I speak. So that's what I can tell you about Helsinki. We are smitten with this city and highly recommend a visit if you're able. It's just such a great combination of history and cutting edge modernity, culture, nature, art, style, logic, efficiency, and coffee. Yes, Helsinki, you are one smart, cool, and good looking date. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it interesting. And now we're on our way to Stockholm. So I'll talk to you in a few days. Thanks again.